0: that's Chumbacasino.com. dot com.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.
0: Come in. Welcome. I'm Eg Marshall plenipotentiary from that mysterious realm whose major exports are terror, mystery, and the macabre. In silence can man most readily preserve his integrity. Or, to put it another way, no one ever got into trouble by keeping his mouth shut. Test the premise for yourself. What has brought you the most grief? Speech or silence? Our mystery drama, The Frammis, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Howard Da Silva. It is sponsored in part by Listerine Lozenges and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. The Meek, we are told, shall inherit the earth. But not, however, in the immediate future. And so at this point in time, and until further notice, the meek shall have the usual tough sledding. Well, that's how it goes. Today we shall tell you a little fable about the meek. And because it's a fable, we'll have it take place in a mythical kingdom. Therefore, for your benefit, we have created one called the United Kingdom of Limbovania. Our hero is named Gerard. He is a jeweler. He's very good. But he is very poor. Do you know why? Because he is a philosopher. Did you ever hear of a rich philosopher? There is a law that says that not only must philosophers be poor, they must also have cross, querulous wives. Well, it's very late at night. And Gerard is alone at his workbench, holding aloft a magnificent silver cup, which he has just crafted. And he is making a speech to an imaginary audience. Yes, he's that kind of person.
1: Fellow citizens of Limbovania, I appear on this national television network to set your minds at rest and your hearts at ease. Though I have been besieged by envoys from the Louvre in France, the Prado in Spain, the Metropolitan in America, this magnificent silver cup that I have just created shall remain here at home. This does not mean that I support our corrupt and oppressive monarchy. This does not mean that I have now joined the lifeless, bloodless, decadent charlatans at the Royal Academy.
2: Uh, well, you're giving everybody their lump tonight, aren't you?
1: Oh, I I thought you were asleep.
2: Uh, what's that thing?
1: This. Hmm. It's a silver loving cup.
2: Uh, so, that's what you were working on. I might have known. All these nights, I listen to the hammer. Ah, I say to myself, maybe he's seen the light. Maybe he'll make something he can sell. Why do you make things like this, this cup?
1: Because I find it... Who
2: asked you to make it? No one. Who's going to buy it? Nobody. Then what's the point? What are you after?
1: Immortality. What? Immortality. Oh. In this cup, I make my statement. Oh, forget it. In this cup, I say, look, world, here in precious metal... Forget it. But I want you to understand. I don't
2: want to understand.
1: But when you don't understand a person, you may grow to hate him.
2: Settle for that. Because when you do understand a person, you may want to kill him. (laughs)
1: Was what?
2: That—that terrible noise! That...
1: My dear, what is it?
2: Gerard, look there. What?
1: But what is it? So, Sophie, Sophie, what? What are you? I don't say another word. Look, look at this. Where did you find that? I—I
2: I happened to glance over to the window. That. Crack of thunder smashed it a few moments ago, and it was lying there on the floor beside the broken window. It it was lying there, just lying there on the floor.
1: Let, let me have it.
2: Oh, isn't it absolutely the, the biggest, the brightest, the shiniest, most brilliant diamond in the whole world?
1: Yes. I, I must look at it.
2: Oh, look at it. Examine it.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Ah, how much is it worth? Oh. Oh, Tell me, tell me. All right, all right, I'll be quiet. I won't say a word while you examine it. You're the craftsman, the master, the genius. What do you think? Five hundred? A thousand? What am I talking about? Five thousand? I bet I'm not even close. It's, It's your reward. Your reward for being honest and sincere and idealistic. The good Lord does something like this now and then. He has to. A million dollars. It must be worth a million dollars.
1: Amazing.
2: Fantastic.
1: What spark?
2: What light. What fashion. What color. What a
1: spectacular configuration.
2: What's it worth?
1: Oh.
2: What's it worth?
1: What's it worth? Nothing. It's a piece of glass. No! I admit it's a remarkable piece of glass, but... But,
2: but... but, but see how it shines. It's all fire and ice. How can you say it's a piece of glass?
1: Well, let me give you the scientific explanation. No. Glass breaks all the time. I
2: don't want to hear it.
1: And once, just once, every 54 trillion times, does a piece of glass break exactly the way this one did.
2: Wives kill their husbands for less.
1: You see, it broke along the fulfuration of the guideline of serenity instead of splitting in the ordinary way down the altercation of the plumb line of stress. You follow this?
2: Wives shoot, stab, strangle their husbands. And
1: the result is called a framis. With a good lawyer, she's home free. So ask me, what's the remarkable thing about a framis, huh?
2: I still have enough appeal for a jury.
1: The remarkable thing is that only I can tell it's a framis. Any other jeweler would pronounce this uh, a
2: diamond. Huh. What do you mean, only you
1: can tell it's a framist? Because only I have done the research. I am the trailblazer, the discoverer, the pioneer in a brand new, so far unknown science of framisometry.
2: Oh. Well, then, Angel, were you to put that into a gold or a platinum setting, it it, it would look exactly like a diamond ring. Well, sure. I don't believe it. It's Impossible? <laughs>
1: it's impossible. He's talking to the man with the fingers, watch. Huh? See how I do it? Just a touch. Now a tap. Now a twist. Carrot? Tighten? And here it is. Fit for the finger of a king. Oh,
2: magnificent. I'll upprint a sign. Beautiful diamond ring for sale.
1: Sweetheart, you cannot sell this as a diamond.
2: Why not, beloved?
1: Because precious it's not a diamond.
2: Who's going to know the difference?
1: I will. Oh, it will be so easy to call this a diamond. And I'm tempted. That's why you must help me.
2: Help you do what?
1: Help me withstand temptation. Help me keep my honor.
2: I'll do nothing of the kind.
1: Sophie, every man's integrity is tested once in his life. Well,
2: how do you know this is the test?
1: This is a frameless, and it's a fraud.
2: Oh. well, in that case... There's only one thing a man of honor can do.
1: Destroy it. Destroy
2: it? As a man whose integrity is being tested, you have no other choice. All around you are the means of destruction. Acid. Dissolve it. Fire. Burn it. Or pick up your hammer and smash it to powder.
1: I can't. After all, it's a a lovely thing. Oh,
2: it surely is.
1: I don't have to sell it. Mm Mm-mm. I can keep it and enjoy it myself. Of course. And so, to bed.
2: Good morning, Gerard, baby. Let's make love.
1: Please, don't talk like that, Marissa. Oh,
2: why not? I'm a married man. Well, that's why you need
1: loving. I haven't looked at another woman since I've been married. Well, you're overdue. Marisa, why don't you find a nice young man? Why don't
2: you come with me? Come with you? Where? all well, the action is. Let's go to the capital. Let's go to Autoclave City.
1: Marisa. A man of
2: your genius. What you are wasted on these peasants. Oh, and so am I. Nobody really appreciates me here either. What a team we could make. You're the fingers on the frame. You could become the king's jeweler. I could become the king's mistress. What? Well, do you doubt your ability? No. Then don't question mine. Somebody gets to be his mistress, just like somebody gets to be his doctor, his lawyer, his barber. Marissa,
1: I'm busy. Oh, no,
2: I remember why I came in. A cute lieutenant will be in here any minute. Who? Oh, I don't know who. He's drilling his men in the square. Couldn't keep his eyes off me. Oh, um... Sell him that bracelet. I've always liked it.
1: How do you know he's coming here to buy you something?
2: Am I ever wrong?
1: Marissa, how will you end up?
2: The same way you will. Dead.
1: Well. Oh,
2: oh good day, sir. I'll see you later, Rod. Uh, what's her name?
1: Marissa. Marissa. I tell you, Citizen Gerard, I have fallen madly in love with Marissa. Please, Lieutenant, be kind to her. Have I ever been unkind to anyone?
2: Have I ever used the privilege of my noble birth to abuse my inferiors? Now, what have the two of you arranged for me to buy her? Oh, uh, now you have necklaces, bracelets, brooches, rings, so many old familiar things, and the ladies always sell them back to you, don't they? <laughs> well, my friend, this is my final go-round. You see before you the last baron Melvin, the final withered branch of the dead family tree. Oh, come
1: now, Lieutenant. The house
2: <laughs> of Melvin shall be no more. I have squandered the last of the family
1: fortune. Uh, here, these coins. All that remains for the final fling. Uh, it'll have to be something modest. Yes, I know. I, I know. I have here a, a bracelet. Citizen Gerard. Isn't Small, it? yes, but uh, quality. Citizen Gerard. That, that's... That's... Uh, what are you looking at? That's ring. I must... Have that ring. But uh, it's not a ring. It's not a ring? Well, yes, it's a it's a ring, but it's not a diamond ring. The stone you see is a framist. A what? A piece of glass. A piece of glass. A piece of uh, the... that's a lie. It's true. But the the setting, it's genuine platinum. Oh yes. And real gold. Purest gold. And you always surround a worthless piece of glass with precious platinum and purest gold. Please, I was just So you were just what? I was just about to destroy it. If it's displayed in your shop, you will require the it. That's the law. There's no such law. It's just been passed. It's a
2: piece of glass. Say that again, and I shall run my sword through you. Oh, please, Lieutenant. Tell him to sell me the ring. Oh, sell him the ring. I can't pay for it now, but I will one day. Please, put away your sword. Well, tell her it's worth, a hundred, a thousand, a million. Sell him the ring. But I don't want to cheat him. The ring. He thinks it's a diamond. He'll kill you. The ring. How can I convince him? Give him the ring. But I... Take it, Lieutenant. Here, take it. Put away your sword, please.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The ring.
2: Is my ring. Send the bill to the House of Melvin. Hello, citizens! The House of Melvin has risen! The House of Melvin has risen!
0: The house of Melvin has risen again, indeed, and Lieutenant Melvin accepts the plaudits of the multitude, as all are blinded with adoration for the brilliant ring on his finger. And the adoring mob carries him on their shoulders into one shop after another, and soon he is costumed in splendor from head to foot, as befits the scion of the house of Melvin. But how high can the house of Melvin possibly rise? You'll be here when I return in just a few moments with Act Two. Well, now, as we proceed with our fable, the principal square in the provincial city has never seen such a celebration. They are lionizing Lieutenant Melvin, who only this morning was a ruined and penniless aristocrat. But now, it's plain to see, the house of Melvin has risen again. For on Melvin's finger, there gleams a ring of surpassing brilliance. And so the bells are chiming, and the folk are shouting, and the wine is pouring, and the bands are playing, and all is pandemonium, except
2: in the shop of our friend, Gerard. No. But, but Sophie,
1: you set foot out of the shop. He must know the truth. What truth? that ring it's only a piece of glass mind your business but he's under the impression that forget it, it it's only a promise. now what's happening where look through the window what do you see well, what do you mean what do i see i i see the crowds but it's quiet suddenly it's quiet no one is saying a word yes it it is it,
2: it it's quiet
1: and see there a big, important-looking officer has just put his hand on Lieutenant Melvin's shoulder. Oh,
2: the officer's saying something. Open the door. What's he saying? Lieutenant Melvin. Yes, what can I do here, you, my man? You're under arrest. Uh, under arrest? Me? Sergeant, see him. Oh, you, you can't do this to me. I, I've done nothing wrong. Get, get your hands off me. I'm an officer, an open and a gentleman. I, I have rights. What's the charge? What's the charge? You, you, you can't just throw me into prison. No, notify my colonel. I demand to see my colonel. Oh, stop the shouting. Oh, Colonel Ramrod, I'm, I'm, I'm saved. Lieutenant Melvin, I shall read to you the verdict of the court-martial. Uh, court-martial? Well, what uh, court-martial? Who court-martial? Your court-martial. The accused, Lieutenant Baron Melvin, having been found guilty as charged, shall be hanged by the neck until he is dead. Signed, Millard Ramrod, Colonel, Royal Cavalry presiding. But well, I, I, I don't remember any court-martial. The court-martial was duly convened, legally conducted, and arrived at its verdict in accordance with the law. Yes, but I wasn't there. That's not important. The verdict would still be the same. But that's not justice. If the court had acquitted you, would that have been justice? Well, certainly. Well, and you're not complaining about justice. only about the verdict. But you can't... Hang an innocent man? I don't want you to hang, Lieutenant. Oh, thank you, sir. I should not like to see you disgraced on the scaffold. Oh, bless you, sir. Here's my pistol. Heaven will reward you, sir. Shoot yourself. Shoot myself. No! No, I I tell you, I'm innocent. I have here your confession. I never signed any confession. It was signed for you. Oh, Melvin, stop fighting justice. Now just shoot yourself. Oh, please, Colonel. Look at yourself in that stolen finery. Why, that ring alone, that ring must be worth a fortune. Uh, that ring. Uh... Oh, you you, you... you like the ring? Take it. No, no, uh, no. Come uh, uh, on. I was sleep. Stop. Stop, Colonel, or I shall shoot you with your own pistol. I am not afraid to die. That's because you're afraid to live. You're afraid of life. That's why you vegetate here in this uh, provincial boat. Now, oh, shut up. Colonel Ramrod, military scientist and global thinker. Uh, and what are you to the brass in Autoclave City, a petty drill master? I order you to be quiet. the most brilliant officer in the army, and you'll die without a general star. Buy one. Buy one. With this ring, you'll be able to <laughs> buy one. Maybe I'll die without my General Star, but I'll die with. My honor. I... Order, Colonel, what is honor? isn't the highest honor. Love for king and country, isn't it? Yes. Doesn't the very life of the nation depend on the armed forces? I is... would say so. Isn't the safety of that country best preserved in your hands? Aye, uh... Doesn't it make it absolutely necessary then for you to become a general? Most certainly. How? Don't fight fate, Colonel. I was meant to obtain this ring so that you might use it. To save our country. Yes. Yes. They're all sanile and sudden-a-ways. It's a suspole of intrigue. I must clean it out. <laughs> that, that's why you were born, Colonel. May I assist you in your holy mission? This ring. Yes? Who who wished to see me? Colonel Ramrod? Never heard of him. But what does this bumpkin from the provinces want? Probably been saving his pennies for years, and he'll walk in with them all tied up in his handkerchief. uh, All right. I'll see him. It should be amusing. Colonel Ramrod, at your service, madame. I have come here to pay my respects to your husband... Our great minister of war. You have come here to buy a general star. What do you offer me? What do I offer? I offer you myself. How dare you make such an offer? No, you've been waiting for such an offer. Your days are spent in yearning for it, your nights in dreaming. For your information, I receive such offers every day. Now, don't you? But when was the last one? When was the last time a man offered you his heart, his soul, his life, his honor, his hope for happiness in this world and salvation in the next? Oh, do you expect me to believe that when I know I am no longer beautiful? I find you beautiful, Lurline, Oh, madame, Lurline. What interest could I have in love? I, I'm an old woman. No, not an old woman. An older woman. Just as I am an older man. Love was, was made for the young. No, no, no. To the young, love is strong liquor. But to people like us, love is fine wine. Old wine. We do not drink to slake the thirst. We only sip to delight the soul. Uh, all you want is your general star. I have not come here for your tintery star. I love you. Listen. Ten years ago, you and your husband inspected the garrison of ground bags. I can't remember. I can't forget. You wore a green suit, black shoes, a corsage of white roses. I always dress that way when I review the troops. The most unbecoming costume I ever saw. (sighs) But I fell in love with you in spite of it. Oh, and you... You waited ten years to tell me? I waited ten years to find my courage. I waited ten years until I could find a gift worthy of the woman I love. This ring. Oh, oh no, no, I, I can't accept this. Take my ring. No, please, please go. Why are you afraid to be a woman? Why are you afraid to love? I am not afraid. I am not afraid. Then I will place this ring on your finger. Oh, oh my general. My very own general. Ah, general. Oh, do, do, do you like my hair up this way? I wonder what my new assignment is to be. Oh, darn. The war committee. And how shall I dress? Green. You, you fell in love with me in green. And my new duty. Oh, love me. Love me. Oh, darling, I, I want to be alone with you, but... I want to show you off to everyone. I want you to be my secret, but I want everyone to know. What? Oh, darling, our love is enough for me. Oh, not for me. You shall be presented at court. You'll be a sensation in Autoclave City. Well, my darling, how do you like Well, all that the king wants to do is listen to rock music. And the queen? All she wants to do is find out who his latest mistress is. Ah, that's obvious. Ah, that slim blonde girl. What's her name? Marissa? Oh, she's just his friend. That doesn't count. Do you know who his mistress is? I don't think he has one. Well, I suppose he has. And the queen finds out. What will the Queen do to her? She'll have her steam. Steam? Yes. That's why this place is called Autoclave City. One little mistake and things get so hot for you. Tell me, Hmm? dearest Lerlene, why is the Queen looking at you like that? I don't know. But... But what? That's... That's how she looks at people. Just before they get steamed. And now she's whispering to the king. Oh, if only I could hear what she's saying. Well, could you quit bugging me, baby? I don't have no mistress. You do, you do. And I know who. I think you flipped your wig. Don't talk to me that way. I'm the king. I can talk any way I like. I'm king, This two by four nickel and dime. Maybe if you spent less time with your mistress... Did you get off my back? I don't have no mistress. Oh, go figure. You'd go for an old bag like her. An old bag like who? And to my face. She's my best friend. What are you saying? The lady, Lurleen. Oh, you
1: are out it. I am.
2: Look. Look at what? The ring. The ring on her finger. Who <laughs> Give her such a ring. Her 98-year-old husband... Hey, that, that ring. And who would dare wear such a ring at court? Who would dare outshine the queen? Only the mistress of the king. You gave her that ring. Who
1: darling.
2: ring? To show me up. I'm going to have her steamed. Leroy? Yes, your majesty. Steamed her. I'm going to be steamed. What does that mean? The whole court will turn on me, say things, accuse me, taunt me, beat me, harass me, until they destroy me. But why? I don't know. I do know. It's the ring. The ring? The queen. See? Look at her face. She thinks you're the king's mistress because you're wearing the ring. Oh, but I'm not. Look at the king's face. He can't take his eyes off the ring. Save yourself. Give him the ring. Oh No. Can't you see the king wants that ring? Give him the ring before it's too late. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. Uh, Lady Lurline, has an announcement to make. I have known our wonderful king since he was a child. I have watched him become a great king. And so, as a grateful and loyal subject, I wish to present him with this token of my esteem, this ring.
1: The ring?
2: Oh, thank you. That's some ring, Your Majesty. This ring, Marissa, Berry. hey, 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 hey. Well, what do you think this ring is worth, huh? Oh, big, big money. There are diamonds and then there are diamonds. Oh. Some of them, no matter how big they are, they just lay there, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, but this one, you can feel all that brilliance kind of explode like inside of you, huh? Yeah. You know what I wanted to be ever since I was a kid? A king? Not just a king, not some little scared slob of a king that fell into it. But a ruler, a mighty ruler of men. This uh, this ring, what do you think it's worth? Oh, a fortune. You, you can feel it, see? You, you can feel the fire burn, the, the ice freeze. They gather the praise. Yeah, by who? The royal jewelers. Ah, those clowns. You know what they'll say? It's a precious gem beyond price. But I wonder... Oh, I wonder what it's really worth. Oh, it must be worth millions. If only I could find a real, honest jeweler. One was isn't scared to tell me the truth, like... I, uh... I know a guy who couldn't tell a lie his life depended on it. And what good is he to me if he's not a jeweler? He is a jeweler. The greatest jeweler in the world. Baby! What's his name? Gerard. Oh.
0: have expected this development. Everything that goes up must come down. We go away only to come back. You knew eventually that we would have to return to our old friend Gerard. You also know the question he's going to be asked. Do you know the answer he's going to give? Wanna bet? I shall return in just a few moments with Act Three. Now, uh, while you were gone, here's what's been happening in that mythical kingdom, the United Kingdom of Limbovania. I can only say that there has been a miraculous transformation. It is no longer a sleepy little country. It has been transformed miraculously into a mighty nation, powerful in the councils of the world community. There has been a surge of energy and patriotism, and right now, the proud and happy Limbo's are celebrating the first anniversary of the king's ring and the apparently magical talisman that has sparked the great resurgence. And even Master Girard seems to have caught the fever as he works frantically in his shop.
2: What are you doing there?
1: What do you think I'm doing, my dear wife? I'm making anniversary souvenirs. See these medals? You knock them out for a penny and you sell them for a pound.
2: But, but they're junk.
1: Oh, sure. You see how you do it? You line them up, you punch them out. But I... And I got our kids out in the street with two big bagfuls. (laughs) We'll sell thousands of them. You you see what they say? Big limbo's on the march. Everybody buys one. Everybody wears one. Because how else can you prove you're a loyal, patriotic citizen? Oh,
2: stop it. eh?
1: Come on, come on. Get your genuine, authentic pledge of loyalty to the emperor. Designed by the super-sensational House of Gerard.
2: I said stop it.
1: Why? You always wanted to be rich.
2: I can't accept this.
1: What's the matter?
2: I I don't like you this way. Cynical, scornful, sneering.
1: That's successful.
2: No. Hard. Cruel. Contemptuous.
1: Was it better the old way? When I was stupid and we starved? Oh,
2: please, Gerard. Be kind. Be sweet. The way you always were.
1: You see the world dazzled by dishonesty, enchanted by incompetence, transfigured by trivia. You say it cannot, it must not go on forever, but actually, it can. Obviously it will. And perhaps it must. Why fight it?
2: This junk, what you're doing now, it's not you. It's a lie. I never sold anything in this shop that wasn't genuine.
1: That isn't true.
2: (laughs) When did I ever sell anything that was a fraud?
1: Pick up a magazine, any magazine.
2: Why? Well, look at the magazines.
1: What's being featured on every cover?
2: Well, they're the king's ring. They'll find out.
1: How can they find out? What can they find out? I'm the only one who can tell. Oh, they have ways.
2: The people with power, they have ways. They'll find out, and they'll hunt you down.
1: Sophie, you must control yourself.
2: A man, a hard-looking, cruel-looking, frightening man, will suddenly walk in here and ask, are you Mr. Gerard? And when you say yes,
1: he'll kill you. Sophie. Mr. Gerard. How did you get in here? Hey, Mr. Gerard.
2: He's not in. Hiya, Gerard, baby.
1: No, no, you're making a mistake. I'm not... Why aren't you
2: glad to see me? It's Marissa.
1: Marissa. Why did you betray me? Why do you want to kill me? Kill you? Honey, I'm going to make you. Make me what? Jeweler to the king. Jewel to the king. Well, that's why we're here.
2: Right, Leroy?
1: Jeweler to the king. Where's Gerard? Where's my man Gerard? Your... Your Majesty.
2: Brother Gerard. Hey. Let me look in your eyes. Yeah. I see the truth. Eyes, Brother Gerard, are the mirror of the soul. And you simply cannot hide your honesty, your independence, and your integrity.
1: Honesty, independence, integrity... Three reasons, Your Majesty, why I am a ruined man today. But I'm ready to reform. I'm eager to improve myself. I'm willing to learn. Now then, Gerard, old buddy. Could you do me a little favor? Try me. Test me.
2: Well, I, uh... I got this little item here, see? I wonder if you might just possibly tell me what it's worth.
1: Uh, Your Majesty, this ring is, uh... It's, uh, absolutely unique. Come on, Gerard. We're not king and subject. We're friend and friend. Uh, the truth. Speak the truth. The truth? Yeah, just among buddies. What's it with? The truth? This is a framis.
2: Yeah? What's a promise?
1: A piece of glass. A piece... I beg your pardon, Gerard. You said... I said it was a piece of glass. You're positive? I'm positive. They don't look like a piece of glass. I know. Well, I'm no expert. But this looks like the world's
2: most valuable diamond to and me. And yet
1: it's the world's most ordinary glass. A piece of glass. A worthless piece of glass. Leroy! Throw
2: him in a cell! But uh, but, I, but, I told you the truth! You asked me for the truth! And tomorrow morning, shoot him! <laughs>
1: gin. You beat me again, Leroy. Who invented this stupid game? Its origins are obscure. but well, we're probing the depths of remote antiquity. I have read monographs on the subject in ancient Sanskrit. Are you an historian? No. My doctorate is in nuclear physics. But well, what are you doing in that uniform?
0: Practically all of us scientists work for the government. That's where it's at, as they say. Is that good? It's neither good nor bad. It's relative. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Now I'll knock. How many? Two. One. Ah, this is a pointless game. In many ways, it's the story of your life.
2: Gerard, I fixed it for you. The door is open. Walk out. Marissa,
1: the king is letting me out? He was only joking? All you have to
2: do is say some words. What words? These words. Your Majesty... Your ring is worth untold millions.
1: But it isn't true.
2: Well, nobody's asking you for the truth. All you're being asked for is some words. Just words. And the sun keeps shining, the grass keeps growing, the seas keep rolling. Words. Your Majesty, your ring is a precious gem beyond price. Its worth is untold millions. But that ring, it's a frameless. Did I say no? Should you say no? Sure, say no. But? Up your sleeve to yourself and never, never any louder than this. It's a framis. But you still don't understand. It is a framis. All right. Let me show you how you can even do business on that basis. Instead of, it is a framis, say it was a framis. Is, what? They're the same words. All you did was change the, the, uh, the, the what, Leroy?
1: The Pence Now, Marissa... It
2: was a framis when you had it. God, let a little tense intervene and things change, no? The caterpillar was. Butterfly is. And do you know what that humble little framus has become? No. It has become the state. The Royal Federated Union of the United Kingdom of Limbavania. dig? Do you know what that silly firmness has become? It has become... What word do I want, Leroy?
1: A status quo. The status
2: quo. But that's
1: it. We must change. We must reject the status quo. We must fight it. Change it. Reject it.
2: Fight it. Change it. Why? It's great. What have you got to gain by changing
1: it? What have I got to gain? Everything. Everything.
2: You mean you'll get something out of it? Yes. Well, I've already got mine. When do you get yours?
1: Later on.
2: Later on? When?
1: After I die.
2: Oh, but then you get nothing.
1: You're wrong. I get immortality. But you'll be dead. Naturally. You have to die to become immortal. So how can you enjoy it? You don't enjoy it. Then why do you want it? I need it. For what? To validate my principles. To prove I was right.
2: Oh, you're a nut.
1: Every man who's a hero in history was once a nut to his neighbors. A troublesome, quarrelsome, meddlesome nut. But I won't crack. I won't break. I'll denounce and defy them to the very end. They'll take my life, but they'll give me immortality. Immortality, yes. There will be a trial, then the sentence, and the execution. But even as the echoes of the shots fade away, there shall be another sound, another voice. And the people will know that they have been deluded and deceived by the frauds that rule them. And my name, my name, the story of my deeds and my defiance shall live forever. My grave shall become a shrine. You think so? And I
2: shall be a legend. I don't think so. Let me tell you how it'll happen. Here, in your cell, you'll be alone with Leroy. And you'll get a thirty-eight caliber slug in the back of your neck.
1: How can you say that? Leroy's a scientist. Scientists don't kill people. You'll
2: never know what hit you. Neither will anyone else. A shrine. Who'll ever find you? They'll flush you down a sewer and poison the water. Or they'll broil you in a furnace and you'll pull loose the air. No, Marissa, help me. Oh, you'll die a hero. But a secret hero, an unknown hero, an unheard of hero. Hey, would you just hold on there, Brother Gerard? And could you do an old buddy a little favor, huh? Look at this again and see if you can tell me what it's worth. I... I... Tell His Majesty what you see in there.
1: But I don't
2: see anything. Gerard, look again. Don't you see her? Who? Who? Please, Gerard, be kind, be sweet, the way you always were. What do you see when you're looking at Jim?
1: My wife, my children. What else do you see? The sun, the sky, the sea. Come on, Brother Gerard. What is this worth? Your Majesty, this ring is precious beyond price. It's worth... Untold millions. Oh, thank you, Gerard. Thank you.
2: But it's a Framis.
0: It's a Framis. Well, didn't Galileo say the same thing under his breath to the judges of the Inquisition? Nevertheless, it moves. Does this mean there is a time and place for everything in this world? There sure is. And if you don't believe me, check it out in the wonderful biblical book of Ecclesiastes. And wait for me, I'll be right back. A diamond is a piece of carbonized rock. And so is a piece of coal. If you were offered your choice of a sackful of each, which would you choose? Would you, really? Okay. Uh, now suppose you were offered that same choice in an isolated cabin, snowbound in the dead of winter, with the temperature at 30 below zero. Uh, You bet you would. You see, value is relative. And one of the few absolutes in life is the fact that you can depend on us each time at the same hour. Our cast included Howard Da Silva, Bryna Rayburn, Joan Shea, Ian Martin, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division